Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! With us tonight, two giants of Rangers and Celtic in the past. Someone familiar to you on this channel, Craig Moore. Craig still smiling after Rangers going through 3-0 the other night against Union SG. Yeah, look, it was a massive result. Um, it was it was a result that I believe could happen. Rangers need a little bit of luck on the night. You know, you look at the first goal and you look at the third goal, there were errors. But Rangers, uh, without performing, if I'm honest, at their very best, got exactly the result that was required to get to the next stage of the, the Champions League. So a big night for the club it was. Bit of controversy today. Ali McCoyst has been saying Rangers should get help with the fixture list in the next couple of weeks. Maybe Hebs against Rangers on Saturday, August the 20th should move. Well, the man alongside you, yep. you last played against each other a few years ago. Rangers uh-huh. against Celtic, Celtic Rangers. You also played here United yep. against Rangers. He's the former Motherwell, Celtic, Newcastle, uh, Bolton Wanderers. I'm just looking at him, not at the sheet. Uh, Hebs, <laughs> Partick Thistle, a United star and Scotland striker, Andy Walker. Andy, welcome to Go Radio. Good to be here, Paul. Good to see you again. You've got the best job in Scottish football, covering it there in Sky and you get to yeah. most of the top games. Yeah, and I feel like I'm, I'm lucky not only just to cover the games in Scotland, I get the, the chance to go down south and see a few games. I did Newcastle last week, doing Sunderland this weekend as well as uh, Kilmarnock Celtic on Sunday. Good to come up against Craig Moore again. So we've been thinking back, but you remember playing against him, especially when you were at Air United. I think the first time we came across each other was when I was at Air United. So that would have been, what, 98, 99. And I, I didn't really know Craig that well, but I was given a heads up by our uh, coach, Ian Monroe. <laughs> yeah. And he said he was a bit of a hard man. And I said, oh, aye, is he? Um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll there, was a, yeah. there, was, there was a loose ball. Rangers yeah. won 2-0. It was a... It was a really good side, Paul. I mean, Van Bronckhurst mm. was the best man in the park that night. Uh, I think Craig might have played alongside Colin Henry. Mm. Gabriel Amato scored. Yeah, Charlie cool. Miller scored. But there was a loose ball between us and I thought, right, if he's a hard man, I'll just I'll go in high. And Actually, I did go in high and to be fair to Craig, he went for the ball, so he, he was hurt. It was a League uh, Cup quarter <laughs> final. Seriously, you remember it? Ha- yeah. I go for the ball, eh? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I went for the ball. Uh, nah, look, it's, it's one of those things that happens in football and... Um, obviously didn't hurt me too much because I couldn't remember it. <laughs> yeah. It was just a little one. Yeah, yeah no, just a little love boy. Did we miss any of your clubs there when I went through them? A Bolton. In Bolton. I mentioned, mentioned, I mentioned Bolton. Yeah, Bolton. Sheffield United. Yep, they yeah. love you there. Mm. Um, of course. I liked, yeah. I liked my team in uh, South Yorkshire. All good. Your goal ratio was fantastic. The stats were great, weren't they? At Bramall Lane. I yep. enjoyed it. We uh, we missed out in the Premier League. We got to the final of the, mm. the playoffs. Lost to Palace at uh, Wembley. That was a big blow. 
and uh, Howard Kendall was our manager at the time, and then yeah. and then he left to go to Everton. Nigel Spikeman came in, and the first yeah. thing he did, Craig, was get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> did you not have a go at him? I remember <laughs> one of the the, the, the oh, big that was Derby a games. Rangers game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was a terrible picture uh, in the paper. Uh-huh. The I think it was a Sunday Mail the following day, and my yeah. fist was just round about his his face. It was in the middle of part. I do remember yeah. it because we had yeah. a break on, and I was running through the middle. Yeah. I, I had a chance of a goal, and uh, Nigel just. Wipe me out in the middle of the park. So, uh, yeah, professional fell. Yeah. That one, that old one. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. You know the number to call. Celtic fans, give us a call. What are you thinking ahead of this weekend? And Rangers fans still in a high after the result the other night. Andy, you would welcome it. It's terrific, isn't it? Rangers are now one hundred and eighty minutes away from Champions League alongside Celtic. Well, it takes me back to the times I used to work with uh, Archie McPherson, the mm-hmm. STV, the greatest living Scotsman, as he calls himself. He's a wonderful uh, away. Celtic and Rangers were playing every mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Champions League, and they were they were great times. To have that back again would be uh, unbelievable for Glasgow. It's going to be some game, isn't it, against PSV? What about Ali McCoy's comments this morning? Listen, everyone, you know, respects Ali, yep. um, but he harks back to two thousand and eight again. But more particularly, just now, you'd have we'll have to ask Rangers: Do they want um, the game to be changed against Hibs? But Rangers surely need game time. Well, I think I mean understand what Coisey was saying, but maybe it was emotional and not looking at the the fixtures and the potential uh, backlog. Yeah, so I think that. Um, the scheduling to potentially be a game behind Celtic domestically, uh, you, you feel as if you're then you're always playing catch up. Uh, I don't know whether there has been um, any approach, you know, by Rangers to um, to see whether the game could be changed. But scheduling, I think, can be quite difficult. I also believe, Paul, that you know Rangers and Celtic now the squads for me are big enough. Um, to be able to handle whatever schedules are thrown at them. That's the type of clubs that they are and that's the way they that they uh, prepare. Uh, and I just think that playing game uh, for game with Celtic, yeah. um, I think is very, very important. It's also a game we chose live. Sky chose live a yep. number of weeks ago and if Rangers had a problem with it, I'm sure they would have made some sort of contact. But I'm not sure they want to uh, cancel it. I, I think it's a... I think it's a great fixture to have before you go into uh, against quality opposition. And we're also going to have the World Cup before we know it. And in a yeah. month's time, exactly, we've got the international mm-hmm. break. Because yeah. we've got three matches coming up, yeah. obviously, I, against Ukraine and uh, Republic I'm, of Ireland. I'm just not yeah. sure that uh, Giovanni van Bronckhurst would want the, the game to be postponed, but I, uh, I stand to be correct. Feel the headlines today. Fashion Sakala is staying at Rangers. Certainly, meantime, the Burnley offer not good enough. That's the latest there. Uh, Michelin confirm interest in hiring a foreign boss. Is it going to be John Kennedy? Um, I'll ask you about that in a moment or two. Celtic fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. And Gikamakis has been revealing um, wearing number seven jersey. Georges Samaras told him, Andy, don't wear the number nine because that had been his. But number seven, <laughs> there's been some great players have worn it. What was your number yeah. originally? I think I remember. I, 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 I yeah. wore seven once or twice, but yeah. really you just wanted one to 11 because if you were 12 <laughs> or 14, you weren't playing. You were number 10, weren't my, you? Yeah. I, my first season, I. I I was just given it. Billy mm. gave us the, uh, and actually it was the shorts. We didn't have numbers on our back at that, oh, at that yeah, time. Yeah, so it was yeah. just a, yeah, 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 it was just yeah. our shorts. Yeah, so yeah. he gave me the 10 and uh, it was a good season. Celtic B have signed a keeper today on a free transfer. It's Josh Clark comes in. And remember, Dundee United tonight against AZ Alkmaar over there. We're going to talk about that. What a great result last week. But you feel, well, I'm, I'm not going to say. I'll ask you in a few moments. Mm-hmm. But they did so well, didn't they? Good goal by Glenn Middleton. But will that be enough? 
to see them stay in the tournament. Well, we'll find out. And uh, Andy, one of your old clubs, Motherwell, where it started out for you. Yeah. New manager, Stevie Hamilton. Hamill, Hamill. Stevie <laughs> Hamill, the new manager. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Hamilton down the road. What do you think of Stevie uh, coming in? I heard you on Sky the other week. I did mention it. And you said, yeah. well, well, it was your point. Why did they wait till the Sligo games? I, I, I didn't understand uh, their, their process of getting ridden, Graham Alexander. I, I think when you look at it from... Uh, the start of this year they won five games till the end of last season and apparently the I mean I saw them a number of times the football was poor the fans were unhappy and I think the discussion to be had in the summer was then is Graham Alexander going to take us forward and obviously the discussion was had and he was and he was given money to get players in and I, I don't understand why you just bin him after in effect what was a, a couple of games I think the Sometimes the hard decision is to is to make it during the, the summer months when you've got a clear head, when you can all speak a bit freely. And, um, you know, I think it's there's there's been a waste of some money there because obviously Stevie Hamill's coming in. Is he the cheap option? I don't know. But uh, I think he'll certainly get the respect of the players. He's been there for a long time. And I, I really wish him well. I, I, uh, I've got a great fondness for, for Motherwell. And I hope he does good things there. Brian Kerr, his assistant. Yep. Craig, what's your view on that, about the fact that Graham Alexander was given just two games? I mean, either make the change in the mm -hmm. springtime yep. or give him a bit of time to bed in the new look team. No, absolutely. I, I think uh, the start of any season, whether you're a new manager or whether you're a manager that's that's already been in place, you're, you're bringing in new players. That always takes time to, to gel. Um but we sometimes see quite often, don't we, that clubs say that, that knee-jerk reaction and kind of make that 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 early call. I get a feeling there's a little bit of player power um, within Motherwell. Um, and I don't know whether or not that worked against Graham Alexander. At the same time, I'm pretty sure that's uh, the big reason why Stephen Hamill has got the job. I believe that he's well-liked at the football club. I didn't understand, Craig, why uh, Stephen O'Donnell wasn't playing I went to the Motherwell Sligo mm. game. It was a poor performance. And it's exactly the type of European football that Motherwell should be aiming for. Yeah. And what a fantastic crowd that night. They were queuing outside yeah, I was there. to get yeah. in. It was, it was magnificent. And, it, uh, yeah, I know they had a, a problem or two with with one or two of the maybe the more experienced players. But, again, that's something you address during the summer and to be fair to Graham Alexander he got Motherwell into the top six yeah. he got them mm. European football a great job but then you uh, have to balance that out with the mm -hmm. five wins since the turn of the year uh, the football wasn't inspiring wasn't entertaining for the fans and that was the time to I think make a a hard decision. Motherwell fans, what do you reckon? Come on the socials at Golf Football Show or call us into the studio here in the heart of Glasgow, Andy Walker, Paul Cooney and Craig Moore. 0808 17 17 700. What about this weather, Craig? Magnificent. Um, um, unbelievable, yeah. eh? Should we be having the... I see in England this weekend they're going to have the water break. Um, Andy, you'll be down for... Are you up for that this weekend or am I just being a bit you're, of a... You're asking yeah. an Aussie that's played okay. um, <laughs> in a lot hotter weather I am. Uh, and, and a lot of our qualifier... Qualifying stuff was through Asia and the humidity oh, yeah. out of control. Um, 27 degrees, I think, is okay. <laughs> is it not a certain temperature? It has to be. It says 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. But it, today, coming in, it was 29. Listen, so yeah. Sports science, yeah. all the yeah. rest of it's yeah. taken over. So, so yes look or after no. the players. Yes or no, Andy, this weekend. Yeah. I, it doesn't bother me one iota as long as it's not too long. Yeah. You slapped me down on that one, then you're absolutely right. Australia, you know, you know, you know, you know why? Yep. You know why? Yep. Because 
then when they started to do it in Australia, mm. I don't think it was it was necessarily for the, the the benefit or the welfare of the player. It was about what adverts they could throw into the to the program. Yeah, we're oh, not right. doing that. Okay. Let's go. No. Okay, <laughs> let's turn our attention then to um, Rangers yep. and that result the other night, and I suppose more specifically PSV. Tuesday night here at Ibrox. Here's the manager speaking about the opposition, and he knows them well. Well, I mean, it's familiar. It's a familiar team for me. It's, it's great to see Ruth van Nistelrooy. Again, we have so many familiar faces on, on the bench. Fred Witten as well, who was I was the assistant of at Feyenoord a couple of years ago. Oyer, who I played in the national team. It's, uh, it's a familiar place for me, so it's nice to be back in Holland for a couple of days after so many months in Glasgow. You know, we're going to prepare well. It's a big chance for us to to take the last hurdle and to become a team who can play Champions League this season. So he certainly does know them. There's a great association. You were with them as well. Yeah, no, exactly right. Like I said, I mean, go back to, I think it was 99. We had two wonderful results against a very good PSV side. Ruud van Nusselrooy was, yep. uh, was playing in that side. Unfortunately, I brought him down in one of those games for a penalty. Yeah. Uh, unlike, yeah. unlike me, yeah. uh, but we managed to go and get the, the the right result. But look, you know, you know the Dutch sides uh, in terms of the way that they want to play football. But at the same time, I think that they can be quite predictable. Um, you know exactly what you're up against. I actually think that this is a good contest for Rangers. Um, Better than Monaco. From, yes, yeah, yes. Because of that. Yeah, I just think that we know a lot more. We know a lot more. Giovanni, with his background. Um, He's going to know exactly what to expect from from PSV, and and I think look, it's a good contest. The only difference is is from recent successes for Rangers is it's been the away tie first yeah. and the home tie, yeah. which is uh, you know yeah. that's that's where it's really come to its advantage for for Rangers. It's the other way around this time. Andy, yeah, I, I don't think Rangers will fear anyone, especially at Ibrox. Their recent record in Europe has has been extraordinary, but I think it is essential they get Champions League fo- football for that money. They need it. It's huge for Rangers, yeah. isn't it? Because um, in the transfer, they've lost Bassi, they've lost Aribo, they've brought money in for, yeah. for them. I'm not convinced they're a better team without Bassi, without Aribo. I thought both of them were exceptional for Rangers last season. And it just remains to be seen whether you know Rangers can get through. Wh- whoever it was going to be, whether it was PSV or Monaco, it's always going to be difficult at this stage. Just two games, 180 minutes, mm. uh, it'll be tight. Craig, what about that? I mean, any team would would miss Bassey and Aribo. Yeah, no, huge huge losses, but you know, business. Uh, you mm. know, there were there were opportunities that you know it was obviously good for the players and and very very good for the club. And you can't stand still. You've got to continue to move forward. You know, Rangers have gone and and signed a number of players this season, and it's now up to them to come in um, and deliver the standards that are required. Uh, and I agree with Andy. It's you know Champions League, which is where Rangers want to be. I think um, you know it's it's great for for Scottish football, uh, and it gives you the opportunity in terms of when you do go to market um, to to really be able to attract the players at the highest possible level. Makes such a difference. What should we read into the fact uh, we mentioned it yesterday? The fifty million pound golden boy, Cody Gapko. He's wanted by apparently Man United. He's wanted by Leeds United as well, but they're not going to sell him until. The result is known against Rangers. Uh, do you know much of him, Andy? Do you don't think know much of him. Yeah. My son was actually talking about him uh, today. Uh, a bit of a flying machine. Uh, I think comes off the, the right-hand side. But I think when you get to this level of football, um, and especially that name, PSV, mm-hmm. and the manager, of course, who's been uh, round the block a couple of times, I think you can expect them to have some exceptional players. Uh 
But I'll say it again, Rangers won't fear anyone at Ibrox. Their, their record there, you know, Borussia Dortmund and uh, Red Star Belgrade yeah. and Braga and RB. Leipzig, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the rest of it. And uh, of course, overcoming a, a two-goal deficit, that was an impressive result. So they won't be scared of anyone. Arsenal are in there as well, apparently. But uh, Rangers away. Well, let's see what happens next week. Are yeah. you confident as well? I think, like, it's a tough game, there's no doubt. Sure. And, and, and yeah. of course, you expect a tough match at this stage to, to get to the Champions League. Um, Do you think I, the games are better, Craig, without the away goal, counting double? Are they more entertaining? Are they more mm. attack-minded? <sighs> no, I don't see that, I'll be no? honest with you. Yeah. No, I, I actually thought that the, the game was a little bit more on a knife edge with the away goal. Yeah. yeah, I liked it, but, I mean... You prefer it? I prefer no. the away goal. Did you? Yeah, yeah. why? I don't know, just yeah. the, the sheer drama the, the of jeopardy. scoring away from home yeah. and and uh, even if you were winning 2-0 at home and oh, the sheer of drama of conceding one at the, yeah. that's at the thing. death. Yeah. Conceding, for me, that's the thing that, that you yeah. know, it, when you concede, mm. all of a sudden um, there, there's, there's real pressure mm. uh, and sometimes uh, because of that away goal back in the day, with yeah. that real, it's, it's sometimes too big to claw back. Maybe it is better because a lot of teams liked a 0-0 at home. Yeah. They didn't concede mm. at home and then when you went away they only needed to they scored one, the opposition needed two, but I don't know, I, I liked it, I liked mm. it, away goal, but see how it happens. Midfield battle, Rangers had struggled away from home, that's uh, self-evident with the scoreline, and it could have been worse, that's what everyone was saying last week, coming back 2-0, and we know about the VAR decision and all the rest, yeah. but it could have been three or four. Uh, the midfield here is the manager speaking about their performance. We knew that the, the midfield part would be a, a very uh, important part of the game today with the players they had, with the captain always. You know, the, the play started always with him, number eight, the runner, the 26. So we wanted to have the midfield domination. And that's why uh, we played with Tom and Malik a little bit inside together with uh, Scott Arfield to create, you know, the numbers there and to make them run. Try to create more uh, chances that we did last week. And, you know, with players like uh, Malik and, and, and Tom, you, you can do that. And John was really important to keep the pressure on them, make sure that we uh, the balance was good in the team. And uh, we know the fire he had. In, in these moments and um, that's what he gave to the team as well Outstanding performance Tom Lawrence Yeah again uh, outstanding yeah. I think is a bit is a bit it. heavy uh, <laughs> because I don't think Rangers were, were unbelievable uh, I'll, I'll mm. be honest but you know they've done what was required um, I, you know I thought that the midfield uh, was good because of the separate lines that they will play, and obviously Lundstrom playing the deeper one you know that Scotty Arfield third man runs is going to test uh, and, and make those efforts Crosses come in early doors. You know, Lawrence plays a different line again. And I'd like to see Malik, if I'm honest, play even more central because I think that's where his real threat is. Um, He'd he done extremely well because, again, he was in and out of the game, which he has been in all the matches yep. so far this season. But for 20 years of age, I think he showed a, a good level of maturity to hang into the match. There, there's also, a, I think, a different approach when you're going at it and it's we're level pegging, we're nil-nil, we're at home, first leg. Rangers might not be so gung-ho, attack-minded yep. as, as they were. Obviously, they were chasing a two-goal mm -hmm. deficit. So mm -hmm. I think the team might change. The starting eleven might change for, for next Tuesday, I'm sure. But it wouldn't be, wouldn't be what it was. Because um, it was attacking, you're right. Yeah. How good was the atmosphere from your point? You were on Rangers TV, weren't you? We saw you. Yeah, yeah. I was. So I come out and watched the, the first half. Mm. Um, and again, it was a really positive start. So the crowd are right, right up mm. for it. You know, the first tackle and all of a sudden there's a, there's a, there's a lift. But you need that goal. Um, after 20 minutes, you know, Rangers didn't get that goal. Um, and then, there was, you know, I think it was Tuma that's gone down and it was a little bit stop-start. And 
you know, Union come into the game a little bit. And then, then Rangers get a gift. They get a gift uh, just at the end of the, the first half there. I don't know what the defender was thinking. Um, but at the same time, you know, Tavernier steps up and shows the composure that um, and the ability to handle that pressure and slots it at a really good time. Changed the whole complexion, that goal, right yeah. on the halftime. What a time to score, Andy. What a time yeah. to score. Gives you a buzz in the dressing room, uh, the stadium. Was, couldn't you wait for the second half mm. to start? Uh, it was perfect timing. Slim margins, thin margins. 0808 17 17 700, Andy Walker and Oz on the programme back after this The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go Go Go, 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 go. Go Radio Football Show thanks for making the switch we're on every night Monday to Friday 5 to 7 tomorrow night at this time it'll be Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi and the score predictor tomorrow as well we'll tell you more about that tonight we're in the company of Andy Walker, who joins us here in the studio. You came on last season, Andy, but you're now with us in the studio and alongside Craig Moore. Craig, we've just had a, an email and we're going in the lines to Stephen in a second or two about Motherwell because that's one of the big stories today, a new manager. Talk about that in a second or two. But Grado from The Breakfast Show has been on and Andy, he sent this from November 1999, okay? Here's a bit of trepidation. Right, let's uh, make sure I've got the right page here on it. Okay, it's from an Ayrshire uh, paper saying, a large crowd will be expected at Kilburnie when visitors Kilwinning Rangers introduce their midweek signing former Celtic striker Andy Walker. The introduction of Walker will be giving Kilwinning some added firepower. So, did it? Well, I, uh, (laughs) I, I started football at, at junior level I played with Bayliston and I, I think one of the reasons I got a chance to to play at Motherwell was we reached the Junior Cup final and wow. we could beat we could beat 2-0 with Bowness but Tommy McLean signed me on the strength of of that game yeah. so uh, I, I'm, uh, I I really enjoyed my time at junior football and then I got the I knew I was on the way out I, I, I didn't have much left yeah. and I went to Winning Rangers for oh. one game and honestly, Craig, one game was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take it you lost. Uh, we won one 0 and I scored. Scorer. It was against. Uh, uh, good time to finish. I'm now. sure it was yeah. against Trun. I think it was a yeah. friendly. Okay, yeah. but uh, um, it wasn't for me. Grado is tuned in, mm-hmm. and he's back on tomorrow morning with Crofty at six a.m. Are you up at that time, Craig? Or are you still in the every way day. home? Every, every, every day. day. Every day. Stephen Reside is on the line now. Stephen, good evening. Good evening, guys. It's uh, interesting that you've mentioned Kilwin in there. My dad's not coaching there at the moment. Oh, is he? Oh, wow. How is he? Because your dad joined us, Bill, joined us a few months ago. Stephen, so, you know, I think you led the charge about Motherwell. You talk so much good sense about it. What are you feeling then about Stevie Hamill as your new manager? Well, a lot of fans have said that it's a cheap option. I don't necessarily agree with that. He's someone who's been working at the club for years um, in the youth academy. So, he automatically buys into the club ethos of, of, of developing youth. And um, he's been working with these players for two weeks. He can't be, be at fault for the result against St Johnston. The players have to manage that game better. And if we get a point for that game, you're then looking at four points out of six with a squad that's very thin. He spoke in his interview um, on Motherwell, Motherwell release today mm-hmm. um, that he's identifying players um, and looking to bring them in. So... I think it makes sense for us to save the money that we would have to maybe fork out for the Simo Valakari and um, use that to improve the playing squad. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy with it. 
What about the timing of the release of uh, Graham Alexander? Um, did you hear Andy earlier on saying it? And I heard you saying it on Sky, Andy, that mm. you were surprised by it. Um, were you Now you've thought about it, Stephen. I know we spoke to you the other week about it. Do you still think it was the right decision? Absolutely. The football was um, dire to watch, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, he wouldn't have been in the job had we not got top six. If Ricky Lally doesn't score that last-minute equaliser against Livingston, I'm pretty confident that he's not in a job going into the summer. And I know that would beg the question from Andy's mind if he were going to sack him before then. Surely he's sacking at the end of the season. But I think when you're the club of Motherwell's size, to come out and say that you've sacked a manager that's just got your European football, I think everybody would have been slamming the club for that. So the results at Sligo would have no surprise to me. I mean, he came out and made a comment about a firepower. You look at a front three at the moment, you play a front three, minus Joe Everton, there's no pace in that front three, so how do you get him behind? How do you hurt teams? The recruitment has been a shambles, and, and he's the one recruiting the players, so he had to go. Andy? Well, you, you talk about the football being dire, uh, Stephen. I, I, I've i heard Motherwell fans say that, but it, it really was from January onwards where the football was poor. And I absolutely give uh, Graham Alexander the credit for finishing in the top six. I've got to say, I don't think it was the best league we had last season. When you see the big city clubs, Hibs and Aberdeen, struggling in the bottom six, I, I don't think their level of competition was 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 great. And I think it was lovely to see Motherwell get into the top six. But if you're talking about the football being dire, the football was dire between January and the end of the season. So the decision to be made was during the summer. The football's dire. What are we going to do about it? And if you give Graham Alexander the go-ahead to start the season, then you know give him the go-ahead to to do a bit more than a couple of games. Stephen, no, I understand your take on that, Andy. But I think, particularly with Motherwell as a, a fan-run club, and see when you see the teams in Sligo, I mean, the fans are really ramping pressure on the club to get rid of them. I don't think he could have stayed in the job after that because there was just too much animosity coming from the fans. I mean, Stephen, I was at the game. It was um, it was such a huge disappointment because the. I was outside the ground half an hour before kickoff, and they were queuing to get in at every turnstile. It was a great thing to see in the pre-match tifo that they had, the level of excitement, the fact that you're up against a team that Motherwell really should be beating over two legs and couldn't even score a goal. So I totally get that, but it was no change from January, and that's why I don't understand why the change wasn't made in the summer when you know it's sometimes hard decisions have to be made but when you've had five wins from the turn of the year to the end of the season it surely that's the time to to make a change Craig Moore Craig what's your take on that <laughs> yeah look again I've I don't like to see people lose their jobs but I mean I think we're all in agreement here that the type of football that Motherwell play has has not been nice on the eye now I understand there needs to be a balance in terms of What's an attracting uh, an attractive style and results? Because at the end of the day, it's about results. They hadn't found found that balance. My concern. Look, I, I wish Stephen Hamill, who's a, who's a great lad, I wish him all the very best with his job. I hope that he's brave enough to maybe throw some young talent in there because there's no reason why he doesn't know that talent. Being the academy well, director, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a great opportunity there. I kind of sometimes tend to look a little bit further though. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, and then he loses his job. They actually lose a whole lot more because who plugs that hole of, of, of academy director and what's been in place for that 
that period of time which is very, very important mm. to Motherwell. Stephen, you were coming in there. He is making changes. Have you got enough players? We know you need more players. But what are we seeing? What difference now under Stevie Hamill? I think that he's already shown. Oh. I mean, those young Spears and his debut against the women on the season. So he's not able to... We've got a terrible line there, Stephen. We're going to call you right back, can we? We just lost most of that point there. He has thrown it some would, players in. It would be great, Paul, if he goes up to Pataudry at the weekend <sighs> yeah. and gets a big result. I that's mean, that's tough. A, that's a difficult game. Aberdeen are a new mm. side. They've spent a bit of money. I thought they were decent at Celtic Park the opening day of the season. And obviously the the really strong victory last weekend Huge against St Mirren. So yeah. they've got a bit of firepower in them. So it's going to be a real test for for Motherwell, for Stevie Hamill at the weekend. It's a big test every week. The games are difficult. Motherwell are a club with very modest resources. Mm-hmm. We'll get him a second or two. I think Stephen back on there. Greg, that is going to be a tough journey. Aberdeen, not the journey, but the game itself because Jim Goodwin, it looks as though he's got the motoring. Um, back to Stephen then. Stephen, sorry, at that point we just lost it there about the changes he's made already. Yeah, I think he's already shown that he's brought young Keane Spears in. Mm-hmm. against St Mirren so he's shown that he's brave enough to put the youngsters in if need be and having heard spoke to myself and having heard the in interviews he's already looking to identify players to bring in so I think he's going to be brave enough to make his own decisions and as a manager you have to be particularly in your first job you have to be brave enough to say you're not good enough you're not on the squad What What is success for Motherwell this season Stephen do you think? Just staying up Andy I think with the with the with the squad that we've got, it looks really thin. To me, you don't know where the goals are coming from. You look at the, the two goals that we have scored. One's a penalty and one's a non goal from a corner. So we actually scored a goal from open play. So we definitely need attackers in. Um, but just to stay up and then take it for the end. You know as the season progresses, your ambitions may change. But I think first and foremost is in the division. Do you know what I was thinking as well, Craig? The seven and a half thousand there that night, it was magnificent. I joked the other night and said it was great up until kick-off time. <laughs> the, the atmosphere was amazing, you know. It was yeah, uh, John really McGinn and Paul McGinn's parents. Yeah, it was a, there was a buzz. Andy was yeah. there. He patched me. He completely ignored me yeah, as yeah. I was queuing to I saw David Turnbull. In. He was there. He yeah, was back seeing a few of his old uh, pals. Yeah. And obviously home to see Motherwell win. Here's the thing, Craig. Local people could get behind in bigger numbers, couldn't they? No, absolutely. I mean, I, I've been going back a right number of years. I think I even went along to watch Motherwell play Borussia Dortmund. You lived in the area, didn't you? Wow, Dortmund, yeah. Yeah, Mm. like, so, uh, look, Motherwell have always been a club that, um, you know, community-based club, um, integrate well, develop their their own players that come in, uh, do well for a couple of seasons, and they move on. That's that's the business model. It works. Uh, I think what they're they're lacking, though, in terms, and Stephen touches on it, they, they need some pace. And the pointy end, you need yeah. pace. To be yeah. able to stretch your opponent and start getting in behind yeah. causes another... Willie's a big miss for them. He got yeah. them in yeah. behind so often he last did, season. Yeah. I thought Liam Donnelly was a good player, a good footballer. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen. Why we sold Willie, I don't know. I don't know why we sold him. Well, if you're selling someone with that type of pace who gets you in uh, against uh, most uh, opponents, um, you, know, you, you would think you had someone similar... To, to replace him but it um, doesn't look that way I thought there was a real yeah. lack of pace against uh, Sligo in the in the home match and that's been the case for the two league games as well but Stevie Hamill can only work with what he's got do you know what I mean mm. so I'm sure he's identified 
target said he'd like to come in. Someone I'd like to see coming in, because um, I don't think he's had much game time at Celtic. Uh, is Mikey Johnson to the end of the season, something like that. What a great shout! Good Craig, shout to you. Yeah. Mikey Johnson. I, I, look, yeah. I, can't, I can't speak on behalf of Mikey Johnson, but oh, go on. He's, he's not going to. He's not going to play. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to play at Celtic. So um, again, if you're a professional footballer, mm. you want to be playing football. Can you phone Ange? Come on, the Aussie connection. <laughs> let's that, do that, it. That doesn't answer my calls. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, that, Paul, I, I, yeah. uh, well, I hope he goes and plays somewhere, and uh, I, I think Motherwell would be a good move for mm. him because he would play every week. And I've got so much to be grateful to Motherwell for. I, I felt as though I was in a good school there. Um, Gary McAllister, Chris McCart, Tom Boyd, Fraser yeah. Wisher. We had a, we'd a good group of young lads mm-hmm. that got a chance to play and we had a great manager in Tommy McLean, Tom yeah. Forsyth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a really good school for me to go to and learn just how to how to be a professional. You've got a diamond in your goalkeeper, haven't you? He was in great form against yeah. St Mirren. Uh, Liam Kelly. Well, He'll get 10 points this season. Yeah. That's how valuable he is to this club. And the fact that we've got him in a year deal is the best bit of business that Motherwell has done in the last few years. Mm-hmm. We've always had good goalkeepers as well, like Darren Randolph, John Ruddy. We've always managed to, to kind of yeah. have someone good in goals. You can go back further to Andy Gorham. Indeed. You know what I mean? What the key was. Um, so we've always been a good goalkeeper. And yeah, hoping. I, I think that William Kelly's going to go to Hearts when Craig Gordon retires, but hopefully we can get. A bit of money for them if he is going to move on eventually. And you see, are you going to Aberdeen? Is that a daft question? I, I, I don't actually know yet because obviously it's a long journey and sure. the football's not been the best. So. Uh, of course. Um, but you went, did you go to Sligo? You did, didn't you? I saw it on social media. I, yeah. Yeah, I went to Sligo, unfortunately. But no, we had a good couple of days. Football okay. was the worst part of it. Yeah. Stephen, we're going to let it go just now. It's not the best line, but listen, good luck at the weekend. Scoreline, what do you think? Aberdeen, Motherwell? I think it'll be too much for this to beat Aberdeen. I'm mm. going to go 3-1 Aberdeen, unfortunately. Are they going to play Stephen O'Donnell again? He's going to get back in because he's got Paul McGinn in there. Um, but, you know, he has done so well for Scotland and he I did well for I think he well can play the two of yeah. them, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, and against know, Sligo, can... you're not surprised that they didn't use both of them? Bomb well, forward. this is what yeah. Craig's alluding to with yeah. some sort of fallout with Stephen O'Donnell mm. and, and Graham Alexander. I was really surprised he wasn't in the starting 11. And I know he came on against uh, St Mirren, but yes. he, he came on early. Come on. He was still on the yeah. bench. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Paul McGinn may get injured. Stephen, will that be then. resolved? Would you like to see both of them bombing forward? Well, we played both weekend. So, who knows, we might. Yeah. O'Donnell played left five, McGinn played. It could be the way forward. Going to let that go because of the line. Stephen, thanks so much for calling in. That's the Stevie Hamill is the new manager, along with Brian Kerr. His assistant did so much. Well, everyone has got a good word for him. Everyone says he's a great I, guy. I he was wish on the show him well. last year. And yeah. I think Stephen's right. It's going to be really tough up at Petaudry. You would fancy them there. But I think the following week, they're at home to, to Livy. And right. that's the one where they could... Huge one. Uh, it'll be difficult, but a winning start there would be great. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, the familiar voices there of Andy Walker and Craig Moore. Aberdeen Motherwell this weekend, as we mentioned, Livingston against Hebbs, Rangers against St. Johnson and St. Mirren against Ross County. Some of the Saints fans don't want to travel because of the, the the cost to away fans. I mean, although we were talking about it earlier, lots of the clubs, it's costing a lot of money to go and uh, follow your team. And then on Sunday... Hearts, Dundee United and the game you'll be covering Andy Kilmarnock Celtic we'll talk about these games and more after this The Go Radio
Real Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go. Some great chat here with uh, two stars of Celtic and Rangers. Andy Walker here on the Go Radio Football Show alongside Craig Moore. They had a few battles over the years. We're just chatting there. Andy, um, best defenders you played against then. You were a, you had how many? 68 goals for Celtic. In 69, come on. Oh, 60. Oh, right. Sorry, we oh. lost one there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 69 goals for Celtic. Who were the toughest defenders you were up well, against? Well, when I was yeah. at Motherwell and then my early years at Celtic, I mean, Aberdeen and Dundee United were just coming off the back of the best teams in their history. You're talking about Miller and McLeish, Hegarty and Neri. Rangers had uh, Goff and uh, Butcher mm. and, and Roberts. I mean, absolute quality. I, I can remember Dundee United's back four, Goff, Hegarty, Neri and Malpass. Wow. Yep. They went Fantastic. all the way to the UEFA Cup final. Fantastic. Just missed out. Amazing, so wasn't absolute it? Yep. quality you were up against. It was, uh, it was great. And you came up against this man just a few times. Just a few Celtic, times, yeah. Celtic Rangers I and then that United game. Yeah. I was uh-huh. slightly, yeah. slightly younger. You're slightly younger. Uh, yeah. Just, 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 come, come, yeah. just coming through, young whippersnapper, just, just coming through the ranks. Yeah, yeah. Best player you played alongside then over the years. Let's uh, say your Celtic. Well, in your motherwell jersey. Who was you'd say the best player? Gary McAllister. Well, it would be Gary. Gary was yeah. a. Gary was a special player even at that young age and he, it was just the daft things like just the way the way he would strike the ball I hadn't really seen he, he struck a ball beautifully and it was effortless and I, I used to look at him in training and think let me try and strike a ball like that yeah. and you know you can you can learn off I mean I was learning off Gary and he's Gary's the same age as me but the way he could pass a ball was uh, was great and it was a real joy to play with him because Tommy used to say uh just show and Gary will find you. Yeah. Uh, so you come off uh, short and Gary would give you a pass. But it was too brief because Gary went away down to, it was only a season. Yeah. Gary went away down to Leicester, Leicester and first. did all these things. Yeah. With, the rest history. Craig, you thought about Gary McAllister, of course, big part of the Stephen Gerrard time at Rangers. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I remember, um, I actually remember his goal in the Battle of Britain that silenced oh, yeah. Ibrox. Oh, what a, what a, what a strike that was. Eyes. I mean, but look, he's he's been known throughout yeah. his career. He's just a wonderful striker of the, of the ball as Andy said and that that's a lot of practice mm. that's a lot of practice um, that desire to be the best and you make a movement as a forward player and you know that he could find you did you watch him and learn? you always hear you watch loads <laughs> you of football and you learn yeah. from all players I think if you say that you don't learn then you're a fool Andy three Scotland caps your time at Celtic yeah. 69 goals who was the the best player you played along? Uh, or, or you can mention a couple of them yeah, uh, yeah. just very yeah. Uh, very privileged to have played alongside some of some of the guys that mm. I I worshipped when I um, went along to see Celtic as a teenager. Roy Aiken, Tommy Burns, mm. uh, Paul McStay, who again is my age, uh, but he was playing for Celtic when what sixteen, seventeen. Mm. Uh, uh, Tommy Burns, uh, Packy, Packy Bonner, and even Granny. Granny was yeah. great because Granny always tells you he gets all this stick, and uh, he, he did. But what you loved about Granny was he kept coming back for more. Mm-hmm. Never, ever hide. He enjoyed the stick. Yeah. And he, he was a great professional. I'm really glad you said a great that. professional. He's too self-effacing too because he sits in that chair last night and he, yeah. quite often he says, you know, I got oh, enough listen, stick and all the rest of it. I mean, oh, I got well, the, it's the a, point and all that. Yeah, the point. He, yeah. he, you wouldn't play under as many managers uh, as Granny did without mm-hmm. being a, a decent player. He was he was good. Co- I think Paul enjoyed really playing alongside him. Paul McStay. Yeah. And they were and very different. What did he have? Yeah, he he must be. have had about 400-odd games for, 
I loved sure. Granty as a, a teammate. I remember when I was coming through, obviously as a young fella, and a couple of times I'd get thrown in the middle of the park as I got thrown into different areas, and I was certainly no midfield player. Um, but again, you know, Peter Grant and, and Paul McStay, and you bring out a, a very good point. They were very, very different players, but I think that's why they work so well together in the middle of the park because you need to have good partnerships. You need to complement one another, and sometimes the, the same doesn't work. And I thought yeah. they were a fantastic combination in the middle of the park. And yeah. when I did manage to get in the middle there, they enjoyed the tussles. I, I must say, I did not expect him to be so successful in his uh, coaching career. I, I thought he was. A, yeah. I thought he was one of these lads. He would always hang about. <laughs> <laughs> Motherwell, Lanarkshire, Shatterall and all that <laughs> stuff. He was a cool bridge boy. Uh, yeah. And then he goes down south and he 20 jumps years. around uh, with yeah. every single club. Norwich. Yeah. Norwich did great things at yeah. Fulham. Uh, brilliant at West Ham with yeah, Alan Pardew. Yeah. And what were they? Just a couple of minutes away from winning Absolutely. that uh, yeah. cup final against Liverpool. But Gerard. Yeah. Puts one in from about 30 yards. Andy Walker, you scored at Anfield. You scored against Liverpool. I scored at Anfield, yeah. yeah. There you are. Yeah, we Tell beat. us about that. Who was that with? Well, we uh, that was with Bolton. We, mm -hmm. we drew them in the cup and we played them at Bundon Park, the uh, the ground that... Uh, the old ground. The, yeah. the old ground, yeah. aye. And um, we were 2-0 up and Liverpool came back. It was 2-2. They were the holders at the time. And of course, everyone says you've lost your chance because... Yeah. You can only beat them in your home patch. But we played them on the Wednesday night and we beat them 2-0. And the thing I remember about that was uh, we got applauded off the pitch by the cop because they realised it was... Um, they were beaten by a better team on the night. And we had some good players. John McGinley, great to play up front with John. You were a great double act. Uh, John yeah. was great. He was a bit like Frank McAvaney, just a, a real workhorse. Um, not as good as Frank, mind you. Frank was uh, exceptional. But uh, we had Tony Kelly, middle of the park, Phil Brown, uh, with Jason McAteer, Alan oh, Stubbs. Course, they were yeah. they were really good players. Yeah. And in Liverpool, who were you up against at that time? Liverpool, John Barnes was playing. Mm. Uh, a player, Ian Rush yeah. played that night. Wow. Um, yeah. Jamie Redknapp played that night. Yeah. Jamie was very good. He came into players' lounge after the game and uh, you know shook her hands. He had a, he had a bit of class about him. Good. Yeah. It's great, isn't nice, it? Nice, nah, it's great. So, yeah, yeah, great memories. Like, so I played played at Anfield once, but didn't experience the the, the joy that you did. And a cup game you can a oh. cup game you can take. I think we had about eight thousand there. So um, yeah, happy days. Happy days. You're enjoying the broadcasting side. You're with us here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors alongside uh, Craig Moore. But still happy, yeah, Craig. You're always, right. always of, happy. Of course, you're in good yeah. form. Yeah. Any big deals on the go at the moment that you can oh, tell us about? I tell you yeah. what, I'd love to land a big one. Yeah. Just working, just working <laughs> hard. You got to keep at it, mate. You're flying across well, the what, world. What have you got? Yeah. A couple oh, of weeks left. Here we go. Yeah. Well, we've got 21 days, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My old trick. <laughs> Back to the other night. I'm just looking for Celtic fans. That just looking to see if there's anything new in today. Um, Joseph Juranovic, it won't go away. You know, rumours about Man United, Chelsea, Leicester as well. Can they keep him? Yeah. Well, Can Champions they keep League him? football. They couldn't yeah. afford to let him go. Or could they, Craig? Well, you, uh, look, you... I remember we had this discussion. It was probably uh, six weeks ago. Uh, and initially I was like, well, same. You know, like it's Champions League football at Celtic. Yeah. He's a very, very good player. He's settled in immediately. Um, real quality. Uh, Croatian national team player yeah. and all the rest. But I think he's good enough to potentially attract uh, a team that is also playing Champions League football. So that's the that's the issue and the concern, I think, that Celtic are going to do well to hold on to him. Money talks with every player, Paul, yeah. and it just depends. 
I mean, I don't know where the bidding would start, but he recently signed a new long-term Five contract. Years. So, you know, you're you're talking about big bucks already. Of course. But every player has has got a price. I'd be very surprised if he if he left, but you never can tell. If pushed, how much would the bidding start oh, at? I don't like getting into <laughs> no, these. Uh, people say you're. Then, he says, yeah. "Ah, but tell me, tell honestly, me. <laughs> uh, the Scottish market is so different to England, mm -hmm. and that's the thing you've." But he's going to move to England. Understand. He's going to move to England if he's going to move. I mean, you, I think Arsenal got a bargain with Kieran Tierney. At 25 million. But that's, that's, that's big yeah. bucks. Sure, yeah. you'll, you'll not get more than that for a mm. Scottish-based player. Calvin Bassey, 20 Calvin Bassey, to 23 yeah, million. There's, a, yeah. there's, there's big bucks and that is a great piece of business. So you'd say it would have to start with a two. It'd be a 20 million. Yeah, I don't think you'll get anyone yeah. uh, mm. prepared to, to bid that at the moment. He's and, not done enough no. for Celtic. He's got... I thought he was a right good player last season. Of course, the big game was the 3-0 game. And when was that? January, February. February. And uh, he was outstanding that night. He kept Ryan Kent really quiet. and uh, I think he can improve here, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll never be surprised at any player uh, moving on because every player's got a price. And from a Scottish point of view, you would hope that we see a bit more of him for the next few years anyway. That'd be great. And then well, oh, and it's too soon. I think yeah. when you look at Celtic and Rangers, Paul, I think they've both got what uh, the other one wants. I mean, Celtic want that prestige of European football and wins in Europe on the continent, get that get that kudos, get that recognition. And Rangers want the title. Mm -hmm. So um, they want what each other have and uh, hopefully it'll be a, a good title race again. So you're saying then that, well, this prediction time, what is your prediction? Who's your prediction for? Because we've, we've gone round everyone two weeks ago to find out who they... Yeah, We'd I think Celtic will win the league. I think they've got a really strong squad. When I looked at them in the first game of the season, you look at their bench immediately, every single player could have played in the starting 11 and it wouldn't have made the starting 11 any any weaker, I don't think. And I just don't think Rangers will be as strong without uh, Bassey and Aribo. I think it'll take a bit of time to uh, for the new players to, to come in and to gel. And, and I know you'll throw back at me, well, Celtic did it last year, but... Um, yeah, I think Celtic are stronger. It's going to be some season. And Craig, last week we did say when you saw Rangers playing so poorly uh, over in Belgium, mm -hmm. you, you looked at the, the squad and, and we were saying that, Andy, without Bassey and Aribo, it's not as strong. Rangers have got five million in the other evening. They're 180 minutes away from that 40 million sign yeah. that we had up there. What would you expect to happen then? If Rangers can go through against PSV, mm -hmm. what's going to happen in the trading in the last few days of the, of the window? Look again. You just you never really know. I mean, but Rangers are set for for all sorts of different scenarios. So you know, if you lose a, uh, you know, Fashion Sakala was mentioned that Burnley potentially pulled out of or or what have you. Then, We're saying three million. You know, but, and then yeah. may, maybe then you you start to hear something about Glenn Kamara or, yeah. or something like that. Look, as Andy touched on the transfer window, still got twenty one days to go, and you just can never rule out any business. Um, but yeah, at, at the and, same time, I and think business, Craig is. In and out. Yeah, no, that's yeah. spot on. Well, exactly right. Sometimes you've got to move players on as well. And I think Celtic are also in that position because you look at Ayeti, you look at you, uh, Julian, yep. there's a few players that they certainly would like off their books yeah. as well. So you're right, Andy. Sometimes it's also the business going out. Uh, but I think that Rangers will have options for whatever comes their way. Much was said about the goalkeeping position. Who's the number one? Well, we know now it's John mm -hmm. McLaughlin. I'm pleased with his performance. Goalkeepers always have moments, you know, it's, it's part of the game, especially when you, when you want to build up from the back and you want your goalkeeper involved in the build-up. He had a one great save. I think it was 2-0 at that time, so 
very uh, important save and then of course after that we scored a 3-0 so also happy with the performance of uh, of John tonight and uh, you know kept a clean sheet in Europe is always you know uh, what, what what you want both teams have got really very good goalkeepers would you say because yeah. everyone says Alan McGregor has been a great goalkeeper mm-hmm. yeah Andy what's I, your take on it because you're new to I'm really point. surprised that Alan McGregor's not the number one if Alan McGregor signs another contract uh, why why is he not playing every week he's a better goalkeeper in my view than John McLaughlin and so if he signs for another year he, he, he's always I mean we know he's he's not got many years left mm-hmm. but if he's committing to another season then he's good enough to play every week, surely. Right. And I, I think if he doesn't sign Rangers of John McLaughlin and then they go out and buy a, another goalkeeper. But I thought with Alan McGregor staying, Alan McGregor would be the number one. Craig? Yeah, and and I, look, I know the, uh, the type of character, um, Alan McGregor, he will not be happy. Uh, okay, he's not going to be in there and moping about. He'll be pro- professional, but he won't be happy. Nor would you expect any player because you want to be playing. But it, it is a strange one, I've got to say. And... and you know, with McGregor re-signing, you think that he would be the number one. Clearly, he's not. He's not at this moment in time. And I still think that Rangers are, are going to go out and sign another goalkeeper next year anyway. The news is next, then we're back on that and more. That's coming up after the news at six. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Go Radio Football Show looking forward to the weekend looking back to the other night 50,000 at Ibrox just in a few weeks time of course it'll be Champions League Celtic are in there and everyone's been talking about who's going to come to town will Rangers be there as well it would be wonderful and Andy I think you agree Andy Walker former Celtic and Scotland star great for Scotland and I know a lot of Celtic fans some of them naturally don't want the other side to win and that's in all football all big cities but some of them are saying this will push Celtic as well. Yeah, I think it will. And um, 
I don't like it when I go down south and I hear everyone rubbishing Scottish football and giving it a hard time. I think we've got a really good product here, and of course we're on the uh, we're on the border of the richest league in the world. So of course you're going to get a lot of business done with not just the the Premier League. The Championship mm-hmm. clubs are so rich, some of them. Um, it's the fifth biggest in the world, I think. Yeah, fifth richest. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. obviously, we're anyone who's doing any, anything good is is going to attract. Uh, a bit of interest but I think what we offer is a great platform for, for players to, to go and perform at the highest level you look at Andy Robertson and Van Dyke and Wanyama um, that that type of that type of move I think can can make any player but they do it here first and it's uh, John McGinn there's another one I mean, yep. how much is he worth now sure. the captain like, yep. my god Celtic wouldn't you pay 3 million for him Absolutely probably juice. worth about 50 or 60 now yep he must be. He won yours? No. <laughs> he not? Sadly, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Who's calling in now? Let's go on the line. Good evening. Hi. How you doing? It's Paul and Hamilton. Paul and Hamilton. Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Just so, a quick question, yeah. boys. Um, I know it's going to move the Celtic Hearts game to the Sunday. Yeah. Why? Because it's not getting televised. It's a fear quote kick-off. Why have they moved it? Hearts, yep. Um, hearts in Europe. That's the reason, isn't it? Because they're playing on the Thursday, yeah, so they have to nights, move it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so any 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 European team on a Thursday night, uh, they move uh, the weekend fixture to the Sunday. Yeah. All right, sorry, I was there with you, uh, the Jambos playing in Europe. Because Paul, <laughs> it's, it's not the, not the same though, is it? And you were looking forward to it on Saturday. Yeah, it's just obviously you get a text to the lads and things like that, you know, to all the games and move to the Sunday, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's the reason uh, yeah. Dundee United are also playing this Sunday. They've yeah. got a game tonight, mm. kick off in what, a couple of hours or so, and uh, their game's on the Sunday. Anyway, it's, uh, it's been like that for a few years now. But it's got to be 72 hours, doesn't it? Yeah. It yeah. has to be, yeah. yeah. It can't be played 48 yeah. hours. Paul, what are you feeling about your club full... A point so far, only two games. I see he's going to have some bounce games to give uh, game time to that huge squad you have. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just, he just says he doesn't stop, does he? Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's keeping the players match fit, it's keeping them sharp. No, it's going to be done, man. We're talking there about Juranovic, and hopefully Andy Walker and Craig Moore saying it's probably too early and no one would want to see him go just now. Anthony Rawson, though, he's more than decent, isn't he, in that right back position? Uh, Ralston came on leaps and bounds last season. Um, he was one of sort of like Greg Taylor's come on really, really well as well. Um, but I mean, Juranovic's first couple of games that I watched him um, when he played, as he seemed a wee bit, he wasn't quite on his game. As he seemed sort of mixed up with all this athletic old my dad getting like with this thing for that. It does unsettle mm-hmm. But again, that's just in the chip wrappers wanting to sell papers on it. That's basically what it's down to. Well, it all keeps um, it moving like, well. <laughs> But it doesn't go away. We don't know. We'll find out if he does go. But Andy, you don't think he's going to go just now. Here was the manager after the win at Dingwall, but he's talking about the size of the squad and utilising it. Maritiens comes in and, and I thought he had a great game and scored a goal. Riel comes in and scores a goal. Uh, Jacko comes in. I mean, we, we, we're really big on making sure that you know, we have a really strong environment for everybody. We work with everybody every day and uh, it's the level of our training that allows us to produce performances like that and we can only do that if everyone's engaged. And they'll know they'll get opportunities. Um, you know, this early period, obviously, we've only got a game 
game a week, but once we get to the end of this month, uh, the games will come thick and fast. And, you know, they all want to be ready for that. They all want to contribute. And, uh, again, credit to them that they did. Moritz Jens, another option at the back there came in. It's a decent start, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, it is. And uh, I think every player will be given a, a, a chance to play. And uh, you, the strength of the squad, I think, is uh, that, that jumps out at you because, for example, I think Yakimakis will push, push uh, Kyogo every inch of the way to be top scorer. I think when he's fit, I think he's an absolute handful for, for anyone. Take Hatati out of the team, put David Turnbull in. Who's better? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think both of them are, are exceptional and I think Turnbull now that he's fit I think he'll play more for Celtic hopefully he'll play more for Scotland but it's that type of rotation where there's no real drop in quality you're not you're not changing your team for a League Cup game because you want to give the reserves a, a bit of a game Celtic got a really big strong squad and I think a lot of them will, will get a uh, decent game time and I, and I think again I think I've seen it a number of times uh, on the um, on, on the show. show yeah, on, yeah. The sh- on the show in regards to so your balance of your squad is really really important right so you touch on Kyogo started unbelievable and then all of a sudden he gets a, a little little injury and then Marcus goes in there and boom he then he hits a run lots of stuff so mm. Ange touches on the the way that they train uh, and trust me, the way that they train is exactly the tempo and exactly what he wants come Saturday. Uh, and, and that is a big, big difference because a lot of clubs, that training is nowhere near the tempo required come Saturday. And then when you've got players that are not good enough to then turn that light, that switch on come Saturday because you've not trained properly, that won't be the case at Celtic. Uh, There's great depth as well. And you mentioned yeah. about Hatati and Turnbull. He's brought Aaron Moy in for experience as well. Yeah. An older player, a bit more experience. I mean, I know you know Ange Postecoglou better than, than most. Are you surprised what he's done so quickly? Yeah, I think everyone is. Um, he's probably not, but I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of like to sign 15 players um, like he had to at the start of last season for Amazing. for everybody to gel as quickly as what they did for the success that Celtic had last season. Uh, it was dreamland for for him, yeah. but he, he, he won't be happy. He'll want to keep moving forward and, and, and improve. Yeah, and I think that caller, Paul, mentioned it earlier yep. about, um, you know, Juranovic and, and Ralston. Mm. I mean, Ralston was already there, and I don't think many Celtic fans thought he had a future, but just shows you with good coaching, a new style of play, there's someone who can, you know, come in and, and make a real difference. Mm. He, his numbers last season for assists, for, for the uh, occasional important goal, very impressive. The Dingwall goal and others. And others uh, yeah. Paul, what about your manager? Um, what are you thinking about Europe then, the Champions League? He's just gone. I think when you said he was know. on early, he's just gone. He's had enough. Uh, he'd gone there. I think you yeah. want the. But, do you not want yeah. the box office coming to Glasgow? Yeah. Do you of not course. want Real Madrid oh, and all that big most boys? People, sure, yeah. we didn't do a poll, but Real Madrid's come out oh, number one. Fantastic. PSG would that be up there? Just look at the names. Uh, there uh, PSG have been in Glasgow yeah. recently. Huh? Bayern Munich have been recently. Do you want one of the big English clubs? I think oh, you would take fantastic, that. Fantastic. Yes. Right. Who would you want an English club if you could? So if you could sort it, who would you go for the English club? You're taking the top two: Liverpool, Man City. Bring it on. Or, or Spurs. Huh? Yeah. Spurs would be Starry, good. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, ah, okay. Great. Sports yeah. office. 
Bring it on. Massive but, improvement, Spurs, I think, for this yeah, season. Yeah. Conte, he, he's not messing Chelsea about. Chelsea saw the move. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Walker, one bit more from Angie. We're speaking after the weekend when, you know, it was 1-1 for a time, but, um, well, he says it, they never give up. There's definitely a resilience and belief in this group that irrespective of what challenges before us, they'll stick to task, you know. They won't lose belief in each other or, the, or, or our football and... You know, that's an important part. It was a, uh, probably the most crucial part of our sort of campaign last year. What we want to do is obviously keep improving our football. We don't want to lose that. You know, that's that's gold, the, the fact that, you know, they can overcome these things. And, you know, even at 2-1, you go, OK, well, let's just shut up shop. We'll go and score a third because that's the kind of team we want to be. And I'm going to ask the guys, do they think, Craig, we've asked you already, I know you feel that Celtic and Rangers will probably win just about every game, not necessarily every one, but the four big ones against each other are going to be the deciding factor. Oh no, right. kind of oh. was a little bit different. Right. I mean, I know we we, we you're we, a bit we, cantankerous tonight. <laughs> a little bit. Am I just mixing it a little bit a tonight? Little bit. No, look, bit of needle. There's going to be points dropped outside of those games. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, the Rangers Celtic matches are very very important. Uh, of course, you know I agree with Andy. That I think there's going to be a tight title race. I would say today that Celtic at the moment in terms of um, an attacking kind of threat look more dangerous than what Celt- uh, than what Rangers do currently. I, I believe that Rangers are going to be a little bit work, work in progress, but I think it's going to be a tight uh, tight league. But they'll drop points elsewhere, Paul. Yeah, I mean, it was always a surprise when you saw, what, Rangers lost three games last year, two of them to Celtic. The other one was at uh, Tanadice. Mm-hmm. It was a big shock. Celtic lost at Livingston. I think they drew mm-hmm. with Livingston at home as well. They drew at St Mirren, which was a, a big surprise. But they took control of the the games against Rangers, and that was the that was the deciding factor uh, in the end. But I think Hibs will be stronger. I think Aberdeen will be stronger than they were last season. Mm-hmm. And Hearts were so consistent. I think they managed to take points off both sides last season. So I agree with Craig. I think you'll you'll see the occasional. Slip. I mean, the the league is. I think the league is stronger this season. Thanks for that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> James, let's, rip, let's rip up the script. These two, Andy, first and last appearance. Great to see you, Craig. <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, one more from Ange Postecoglou because you know Dingwall. Everyone knows it's tough up there, and uh, yeah, he was happy with the result. Yeah, really pleased. Um, we know it's a difficult place to come to. Um, today was windy as well, which adds another element to it because that affects uh, how you play your football, uh, control the game pretty much the whole time and yeah we didn't get a goal but I just felt really comfortable that first half with the football we were playing we had good chances and uh, yeah then we scored but that's the nature of football they went up once from a corner and scored and again it was a test of how we react to that and I just thought the, the boys reacted brilliantly you know we just stayed on task and kept playing our football and uh, you know I thought it was a really strong performance in a challenging place that was Celtic's last game Rangers last game just the other night at Ibrox I'm watching you Craig were you going to no, come in there no no I was just I mean again it, it is a tough place to go uh, and you know same Ross County you know the first opportunity it's not you know uh, a set, set play which would be disappointing 77% yeah. 20, 23 shots against 5 shots I mean it was a dominant performance they get the goals laid on in the end yeah yeah I, I quite like Ross County and Malky's mm-hmm. never embarrassed about low possession. Mm-hmm. He likes to hit the break. He likes a bit of pace in his team, left hand, right. He's got it. He's got it. They're and not he, bad. And he's got it. And I, I think they'll be okay. Uh, you wouldn't be surprised if they if they took points off Celtic or Rangers at some point. How highly do you rate Malky Mackay? 
He's a quality manager Ross County I think are lucky to have him He's obviously had to carry that uh, Difficult yeah. baggage And uh, you know A lot of people were upset By that I think With with uh, with good reason But I think Malky has shown That uh, He is more Than capable Of putting a, a Team together A good team together yeah. And they have you know, It's difficult To attract players To the Highlands But I think his knowledge of players uh, everywhere. Um, I think he, he, he can bring. He doesn't mind turning round a few players. You know, Hungbo and Charles Cook have yeah. gone. He's, he's brought others in, and I, I think they'll be successful. I think he's done. A, he's done a wonderful job. I watched him first game of the season away to Hearts. Mm, they, were they were unlucky. Excellent the yeah. first half. Yeah. They were excellent the first half, and. You know, you're touching on the players that he's he's brought in. So he's got a wonderful network because he keeps bringing in players that keep performing. Paul. Back to the big two. So we heard from Andrew Postacoglu. They're back on the road at the weekend on Sunday. Kilmarnock against Celtic. Lunchtime kickoff. Just looking at you, Andy. Yep. Of course. Mm-hmm. What time? Twelve thirty. Yeah. Or yeah. Just, yeah. just checking. Yeah. Check your diary mid- there. It's You're going to be on. Yeah. It's He's mid- got people who tells him about things like that. It's yeah. Guy, yeah. You know? He just turns up. Just yep. turns up. For Rangers, yeah. it's going to be St Johnson on on Saturday. It's midday. Thank you, Andy. Uh, Rangers' last outing, as we know, was Tuesday night, three 0 against Union. San Juas. Well, we need we needed a big performance, and you know the pressure was on us, of course, because of the um, defeat we had last week. We know we are capable in 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 delivering big nights for for the club, but still you have to do it over and over again. That's why I'm so proud of my players, the way they played, with passion, with with desire, with fire to to go to the next round, and that's the the only way you have to be on the pitch to to create the atmosphere we we created. Today, you know, together with the fans, again, it was an amazing night for all of us. And what about his captain? He's had criticism over the years, but he was maybe the coolest man at Ibrox on the 45th minute of the penalty. He has a lot of character. He showed that, you know, last season, all the seasons before, as the captain, you know, in these moments, you want your captain to step up. He did today again uh, after so many times before. So it was, a, I think, a important moment because just before half time to go 1-0 up and then, you know, have the whole second half to, to score the second goal. Uh, I think psychologically, it was, you know, for us a, a great moment to score. Greg? Brilliant. Uh, I can't and again Andy a good question for you mate name me another fullback that has the contribution of what James Tavernier has had over the last few seasons it's incredible just the two at Liverpool who are brilliant the yeah. two at Man City yeah. but my god that's a in terms uh, of goals well in terms of goals um, no chance the, the other thing I should say about Tavernier is he is uh, so courteous to us whenever is he's he? interviewed yeah. at Sky good. he's always got time for all the reporters, the cameramen, he's got, uh, he's just got a really good manner about him. And I think when you're the captain of a big club, it, it, it's the way it should be. Yeah. Yep. So what I was actually meaning was, sorry, was the, the yep. goals in terms of like, well, this sure. is assist, assists yeah. and goals. Oh, I, I, I don't know anything like it anywhere else in the world at this moment in time in mm. terms of those numbers. And he's signing, about to sign a new deal. We haven't heard about, you know, if it's actually signed. Is that right? I think so. It's going to extend. Right, I believe it. that's yeah. in the in the process. Sure. He's been there seven seasons already. Look, he's yeah. going. He's going to go mm. and play at the football club for for ten plus years, which is incredible because you just don't see it Am nowadays. Be, yeah, great business. Too, sure. Why are they waiting? Am I being naive? Is it to wait to see what happens? Maybe it's already yeah. done. Who knows? Yeah, sure. I just <laughs> wondered PR wise. I thought maybe before the other night well, they might have something like that coming out, but. Well, it turns out they didn't need it, Andy. I think the yeah. two important ones... I, I think Tavernier's committed, but I think yeah. the two important ones are uh, Kent and Morelos. Yeah. And it would be madness to not 
have them signed up before the end of the season. If they're not prepared to sign, you need to sell them mm-hmm. because no. you need to do business. Yep. The value just drops like a stone. Well, they could it? sign yeah. for someone in January, oh, January if, yeah. if they're not yep. committed to uh, beyond that. It's going to be fascinating, isn't it? You wonder what's going to come in and out in the next 21 days, four hours, 40 minutes, and 20 seconds, which means in the background, that's we've brilliant. Got You've got that oh, that's amazing, watch. isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Andy, who's going to win the title down south then? You're down this weekend. Last weekend, you were there for uh, Newcastle. I was sitting on the fence there. either. Yeah. Now well, sitting on the fence. Very, very impressed with uh, Craig's old team, uh, Newcastle, last week. I think they'll be top half of the table, but can't see past City, can't see past Liverpool being number two. I think Spurs will be third. And I'd like to see Arsenal come into the top four. Yeah. I'd like to see that resurgence. I haven't quite watched that all or nothing yet. Quite enjoying it. I'm in episode three, yeah, so it's yeah. getting better. I'm going yeah. to tune into that. I like the, the Sunderland one, the, the Man City one. It was yeah. great, great access. But uh, yeah, I think City will win it. I mean, Haaland last week was... Wow. I, I think he's the signing that will get them the Champions League, actually. It, they, they didn't need him for the Premier League in England, but probably need him for the Champions League. Just, he's, he's an incredible athlete and his desire to get into that box yep. and score goals and his pace and power, it's incredible. Could have been a hat-trick. And what about Man United? No, we don't have enough time to discuss <laughs> what's going on there um, with uh, Ten Hag. Who knows what's going to happen? We're more interested in what's happening here. Also, Scotland in a month's time, the three big games, Andy. It'll be yeah. crucial. We'll talk about it in a little while. Calls coming in 08 08 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Visit their brand new Toyota showroom at Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Let's go! So we've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements, giving you a chance to win, well, £100 on the night every Friday evening for coming on. So that's tomorrow night here in Goal, predicting the weekend's Scottish Premiership results. I might ask you both about it in a moment or two. So Duncan from Rutherglen, he was on the show on Friday and then on Monday we checked his predictions. It didn't uh, quite pan out as he, he had hoped. So we're rolling over an extra £150 into this week's games. That means you will get 100 on Friday for coming on and £450 jackpot Craig it's going up and up register online at thisisgo.co.uk predict the scores it's quite tough though isn't it uh, just give it's us the, it's the results we don't need the actual score line win, lose or draw ok uh, yep so yeah, I'm going to ask you in a moment or two but uh, not quite yet ok um, I was excited there we mentioned Grado earlier Crofty and Grado on when you wake up in the morning Andy mm. you're an early riser aren't you out yes running and stuff yes 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 you still running yep uh, slower, <laughs> <laughs> slower. Uh, so Crofty is on, and he's saying, "Paul, I was on the fair part pitch when Motherwell clinched promotion from the old first division, first division against yeah. Brecon." Yeah, I remember it well. And he's sure you scored the goal. I did. You did. Was we it one 0 We beat Brecon two one. Was it? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think they were one 0 up. We beat them two one. Wow. That was us. We got promotion that day. Wow. When was that then? He was very very young. He's uh, stressing. Well, that would have been yeah. what eighty five. Just before. Yeah. Eighty five. We got to the Scottish Cup semi final that season. Played Celtic, and uh, I think Gary Mack scored in that wow. first yep. game. We mm-hmm. drew one one, and we get pumped in the replay. Daley yeah. Proven was top man in the replay. Yeah. Oh, they were talking about us to shreds. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about uh, Davy last night in the show, Aye. and Barry was saying, yeah, because Davy, as you know, was with us for a couple of seasons. He's now enjoying Spain quite rightly. I spoke to him 
at the beginning of the week. Oh, right, he's yeah. in good form because they were he's saying they really like Andy, but Davy is a hard <laughs> act to follow. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've all found no, that. No, I spoke yeah. to him at the beginning I, of the week and he's, he's, he's well. loving life, aye. Dos Therbesas. Good form, <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Yeah, why not? Craig, what would you do? You love being back in Scotland, you? Ah, I love it. Look at the weather. Yeah, <laughs> it is, exactly. <laughs> what are you complaining about? I think you're back in the Gold Coast. <laughs> right, what about tonight? Dun- Dundee United, great result last week. Great great win to win against yeah. uh, AZ Alkmaar. But what are you thinking for tonight? Hands Craig? full. Hands yep. full tonight. Mm. Look, there was a fantastic performance that you need at home to, mm. to give yourself the chance, obviously, in the second leg. Um, what about the new signing? You know a little bit about it. They've got a new player with them for the game. As is Bayic, yes. uh, left yeah. fullback, um, very attacking-minded player. Loves to get forward. Uh, not the biggest, not the biggest yeah. player, but he, he'll give you absolutely everything. Uh, played a lot of his uh, football in Turkey uh, in re- in recent seasons. Uh, come from Melbourne City in Australia. Um, now nah, he's a good player, international player. He's been in now the national team, but more times than not. Uh, another Australian addition because you've got Birigetti in goals as course, well, yeah. uh, who I also believe is, mm-hmm. a, is a good goalkeeper and will do a, a, a great season for Dundee United. And, uh, you know, the new player, he'll be no stranger to the red-hot atmosphere nah. having played in, in Turkey. Yeah, no, nah, he, he'll be fine. He's played in, he's played in big games. Um, he, he'll be able to handle what's going to be thrown at him. Like I said, he's, he's someone that... He can play a left fullback in a flat back four, or he can be that wing back. But he, he does like to get forward. Um, so, I think you'll learn a lot about Dundee United tonight and at the weekend because it's a tough game tonight. Yeah. I, I'd be really impressed. I'm hopeful they go through. But if you push me, I think Altmar might do it. They've got they've got a good style of football, and then they go to um, Tynecastle on Sunday. Yep. And, uh, you know, they lost at home to Livingston last mm. weekend. I think you'll learn a lot about Dundee United in the next few days. I think they've signed well. I think they've got they've signed well in, in terms of a, a manager. Mm. Jack should never have been binned by Hibs, but he's, uh, he's bounced back. Getting Levitt in was good. Getting Stephen mm. Fletcher in was good. I think Tony Watt yes. will probably be a better player with um, Fletcher Tony up Fletcher. there. Yep. Uh, Chalam O'Grew gives you that great experience at the back he still can do it can't he ah fantastic yeah. great mm. to see them at that age performing mm. it, it wasn't me and what, what, no what about Stephen Fletcher at 35 yeah he's and still he, I thought he won everything in the air last week and I think his link up play That's, yeah. is good I think Tony Watt will benefit from it I mean he was top scorer at Motherwell was, and actually yeah. Motherwell collapsed when he went to United Big in time. the January Big window. I think Tony Watt really enjoys to play the fringes a little bit and, mm-hmm. and see with Fletcher really occupying central defenders and yeah. and kind of getting people attracted to the ball yeah. a little bit. I think Tony Watt's going to experience yeah. a very good season. But this could be a great start for United if they win tonight and win at uh, Tynecastle. What a start that would be. But can you imagine them losing tonight and losing uh, again on Sunday? Mm. It would... They'd really be up against it because the feel-good factor in the sunshine. And I was up in Dundee mm. during the day; the place was absolutely buzzing, and it sold out, as you know, at Tannadice. Yeah. What's that? Fourteen thousand or something? It was um, great. It was a bit yeah. like Motherwell, wasn't it? Yeah. Great to see it so full. Mm. And uh, European football is yeah. fantastic for the clubs who haven't had it for so long. Motherwell, Dundee United. Um, it's great to see them getting an opportunity. What was your best time in European football? Obviously, with Celtic. We, honestly, we were a. I think we were a poor team in Europe. We uh, maybe the biggest draw we had was uh, we played Dortmund at home. Mm-hmm. We beat them two one, which was a decent result. We we gave away a daft goal, but we lost two 0 in Dortmund, and we were we were out. We beat Partizan Belgrade, who were a great team. Mm-hmm. 
we beat them <laughs> we beat them 5-4 at home and went out and away goals yeah. I mean we, we were a naive Celtic team at that I can still see Anton Rogan we're, we're through we've scored late on that was the night yeah. Jackie scored about yeah. 4 goals um, and we're through Craig and the last minute it was our throw in and the ball no multi-ball system the ball was going out <laughs> the, the track yeah. near near the dugout and Anton chased after it you know and quickly ran back and then threw it in because he just the crowd were so up and we were so attack minded and we were we were too naive we lost a goal by the last kick of the ball so um, people were scratching their head trying to count it and say ah, what is geez, it and the honestly, away goals at that point we played and, well yeah. against Werder Bremen mm-hmm. uh, over in Germany yeah. uh, but we got a 0-0 draw there but we get beat 1-0 at home in the first leg so we were chasing our tail, you know. Daft results like mm. that. Craig, you enjoyed your time in Germany? I'll, I'll ask yeah, you, no, no, you no, did, didn't no, you? No, yeah. I did. Yeah. Borussia Mönchengladbach uh, at a massive club. Great history. Um, unfortunately, weren't a great team when I was there. I mean, we were we were 17th of fighting relegation, so it gave me the opportunity to see a different side. Mm. Um and you see a dressing room that likes to maybe point fingers and it's your fault or looking mm-hmm. for excuses. That's what you tend to find when you're down the bottom. So that was interesting, but we managed to, to stay up. But no, they, they were a big club and I enjoyed my time. It was only six months, so. Did you ever really fall out with a manager publicly in a dressing room? <laughs> where, that where, ever happened? Where, where are you going with this? Where are you going with Wherever this? Wherever you uh, want me to go with it. Uh, oh, you know what? I mean, we, the Ange Postacoglu one, I think everyone knows, and Ange gets asked about it all the time. We had a, um, a little bit of a run-in when I was at Brisbane Raw when he came back. An older player, Andy, thinking um, mm. change. Um, yeah, you kind of maybe know a little bit, um, mm. and we, we we didn't get off on the on the right foot at all. And then I kind of go about my business after that. I go play briefly in Kavala, um, play in the World Cup, and then I retire. Mm. Um, started working for the the federation, mm. uh, the FA, talent spotting, identification, scouting, uh, and then Ange Postacoglu gets the national team job and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I pick up the phone to, to, to Ange and arrange to, to meet him. I was in Melbourne at the time. Ange is from Melbourne and um, we, we sat down and, and met in a cafe for an hour and we had a great conversation um, and at the end of that, it was like shaking hands and, and and, and moving on together it was it was brilliant. I'll tell you what, it was it was yeah, brilliant. It's class. It, it was absolute class because I was fearing the worst. Mm. I was fearing the worst, and then I went on to, to enjoy some great successes with him. You know, we won the uh, the Asian Cup on home soil in 2015, mm-hmm. and and kind of worked part of his backroom staff at the two, 2014 World Cup. And when you did of that ding dong, was it together in front of other players? I was in front of a few people, <laughs> like a whole. Uh, it was it was in the dressing room, like I says. I mean, I was at the stage where maybe my headspace was it wasn't unbelievable. He's a new manager coming in, and uh, you know, the older I get as well, you, you kind of as a manager. Not yeah. that I've been a manager, but you don't need to go looking for trouble. Trouble normally finds yeah. you. <laughs> it's one of those ones. But again, like I says, a lot of respect for him, um, and you know, it takes it takes a brave man sometimes to 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 not hold grudges. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's a great quality. I mean, we can fall out with manager. I I fell out with Tommy McLean a number of times, yeah. but honestly, wouldn't have had a career without his coaching. He was brilliant. Fell out with Billy a few times. Billy would never hold a grudge. He he, he would actually make a point of coming in on the Monday morning, putting his arm round you, and uh, oh, what were we talking about the weekend? That was we'll, we'll win the next game. Uh, fell out with uh, Howard Kendall, get back in. Um, fell out with Bruce Reich a couple of times, but 
again. Is there anybody one. that you didn't fall out with? Well, <laughs> we, I think you get you get a lot of managers, and certainly I was a player who cared. Yeah. Like I hated losing. I hated people who didn't really give it everything, and um, sometimes you hated decisions that a manager would make, and you would you would call them out, but. Um, you just, you no grudges That's, no it's grudges. kind of old school as well you know. Get on next with week's it. another game indeed some people have long memories haven't they and they forget <laughs> that we all make mistakes yes. you find that and in the media as well Andy you know, yeah. you've had controversy of as course. well and you've had it with both sides of the big two um, <laughs> tell so me about it <laughs> we haven't prepped this at all with either of them but it's true uh, you know people yeah. uh, well the way I'm looking at it now is a new season Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it should be. You know, teams come from all over the world. You can go to any ground, yeah. and surely this is not practiced. I didn't say I was yeah, going to yeah, mention yeah. it, but it is in the context of that. There, yeah, I've Andy. had I've had my problems with Celtic and Rangers, and their what would you call them? Their, their hierarchy. Um, I thought they were wrong. They thought I was wrong. Uh, right now, we'll we'll see how it goes this season. I think relations are are good. Everyone's. Up, everyone's excited about the the seasons ahead, but uh, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks and months. It's great to have a point of view, isn't it? And whether you yes. play for Celtic or Rangers, the yes. checks don't come in from Rangers or Celtic. Yeah. You're paid by Sky or Go Radio or whatever. You know that's well. I think um, I'll, I'll give you a shout out here, Paul. I remember coming on years ago, uh, broadcasting and radio, and you told me just ignore the colour of the strip, and I thought it was great advice. Uh-huh. There's two teams on the park, and of course, my I'm a Celtic man. They're my team, they're my club. Um, I like when they do good things, and uh, sometimes when they do bad things, you 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 call it out. But I think it's all. It was a great piece of advice to always remember. There's two teams on the pitch, and you know there there, there are teams that can play really well. And it might not be your team, but you still need to. You still need to highlight that, and then the other thing is why? Why is it happening? And I've I've been I'm maybe the same as you, Craig. You've got your coaching badges, um, and you can see patterns on the pitch, and you can see why it might be happening, and you bring that up, and and some people get upset about it. Couldn't do one, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) That's <laughs> why we love the game, isn't it? And we love an open discussion, Craig. We come from a neutral position here, or you know, in Gorio, and you've just said, you know, your mm. your background with Celtic, yeah. and you're proud of it, Andy. Yeah. And you, Craig, you came to Rangers twice as well, yeah. and that's the club that that you love is Rangers. But you're also objective about yeah. what you see. Well, I mean, again, people aren't silly, also in terms of what they see. So yeah. you know, you can't you can't have the blinkers on. You you really have to be open. Um, and be honest and I think people respect that Paul in terms of honesty in the way that you call it um, and, and as Andy touches on you know and I'm not not afraid to when Rangers are good I'll praise them for being mm. very very good but at the same yeah. time if I've seen a performance where I go you know that's a, well short you know you know why be a cheerleader no. I mean there, there's a role for that if you're Okay, there's a role for that. <laughs> You're ahead. Just leave it there. <laughs> parked not, I am yeah. not interested in being yeah. a cheerleader. Yeah. I, I like to see two teams on the yeah. pitch and see how it goes. Well, thank you for saying that. So it's my fault. That's uh, what you've done. Uh, 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 he was bigging uh, you up. Yeah, it was. No. Uh, yeah. But listen, we love the game. Love, love the game of Passionate. football. And that's yeah. why people are building the audience here. People know we call it as we see it. And there isn't an agenda, no. you know, because you, yeah, no, no, sorry, yeah. but also it's very, very important. And Andy will know all about this as well. It's changed a little bit, but 
In what the, way? The, the, the media is very, very important for the game. Hmm. You know, it's very, very important for the game. Uh, you know, nowadays it's changing a little bit in terms of the clubs obviously controlling and having all that sort of stuff in, in-house. But it's important that we have debate and have different opinions. Yeah. For me, that's really, really important. Okay, it's great okay, for no, the game. No mention of any clubs, but honestly, some of the biggest clubs down south have their own media and uh, you work alongside that. And Sky, I've got a 24-hour... We've, we've got it on there. 24 yeah. hours a day news channel. You can promote your club. You can promote the great things that all the clubs do in their own community. And it depresses me sometimes when you get clubs who are not prepared to be cooperative. And I really don't understand it. Yeah. There's also a good article today about the fact that it's changed as of now so the clubs themselves can't uh, show the games. You know, during COVID and then again last season, they could show the games. So it was great for lots of the clubs who couldn't get fans in but could charge whatever it was, five, ten pounds for it. It can't happen anymore. And uh, I mean, Sky have been brilliant on football. They absolutely have been. Um, But there's lots of games now not being televised. And I wonder if it's time in the future that the football authorities negotiate with Sky or whoever to have more games open. I used to, people used to say, Paul, oh, radio, well, it mm-hmm. kills the attendances. And that's proved not to be true. Yeah. And surely now as well uh, for television. Um, it's beyond maybe my pay grade, but I, I think what I do know is that Sky pay money for a product. What is a product? The product is offered to the broadcasters by the clubs. So it's the clubs that control how many games they want to to show live. And, yeah, I totally accept it's difficult for us. Uh, We're we're up to, what, 47, 48 48, games. So um, you can't always show the best games because we can't go to any one ground more than four times. So you you need to you need to be wary of, of of what you pick, and this is down to the clubs. They they don't want any more live games shown, mm. and it's a huge expense as well with all the equipment and all that sort of stuff and the trucks and all that sort of. Uh, it's it's a huge huge expense. So it's a it's a case of uh, what is it you're offering, and then there's a you know broadcasters will bid for it and. Uh, yep. You take what whatever sure. you fancy. Two hundred and thirty games available in the season, including the cup stuff. So yep. we'll find out what happens in the future. I mean, it, you know, the clubs mm-hmm. could in the future get more control and get even more money in. Um, but people turning out. When I saw it the other week at Motherwell, you see it Dundee United. I mean, Rangers sell out the other night, of course. Uh, Celtic sixty thousand every other week as well. There is something here in the Scottish product, and we Scottish could product do is great, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, and you hate when you go. And I'm not having to go down south, but people sometimes they disparage Scottish football. Yeah, yeah they do, and they disparage our clubs. Mm. And um, I mean, as my, my goodness, whoever finishes. Bottom of the Premier League this year will get what 150 odd million. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a remarkable market. It is and as much truly as... astonishing, and we we're on the doorsteps of that. But we, um, yeah, it's it, the the market is what it is, and when you're you're made an offer, it's the clubs that accept what is on offer. Quick break, and then I'm going to ask you again: Who's going to win tonight? Is it Altmar or Dundee United? Oh, Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, 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 let's go. 
final section. Thanks to everyone who's been coming on. Loads of reaction to the chat tonight with Andy Walker and Craig Moore. Some great insight into, well, your memories from football and your current thoughts on it as it is today and as well it may be in the future. We're looking forward to Dundee United tonight. We'll give you the team news that's just coming in for the game against AZ Alkmaar and the United team. So, Birgitte in goal, of course. The back four, Smith, Edwards, Charlie McGrew that we spoke about and Baich, the new player who's just in with Turkish experience in the midfield so three of Levitt Sibold and Harks and up front Tony Watt Stephen Fletcher and uh, McGrath is in as well um, give you the subs in a little while no Middleton no the goal scorer, the goal scorer. yeah so he'll be on the bench wasn't it what a great goal good yeah. finish wasn't it he just Lovely. uses a defender doesn't oh, he oh I love the guides yeah. goalkeeper can't see great it great result for them yep. so I hope they get through um, I don't know if, they, if they'll make it what do you think Andy I know it's just if I have yeah. had to call it now, yeah. I think EZ will go through. Yeah. I think that I liked their style of play. Yeah. I thought United were excellent. I think they deserved their win. Yeah. But um, you know the games come thick and fast, mm. and European football is different demands, and they've got good experience. I know Celtic had a couple of games against them, and uh, yeah. what was it two 0 and two one? Yeah, they beat Celtic. Um, well, yeah. So. Um, Celtic I hope United go through. Sure, we, we we all do. Greg, what do you think tonight? This has got two or three nil written all over it. So, yeah, for, for Az. Uh, I think, like I says, I mean, unfortunately, you know, you play with your heart, but you've also got to play with your head, and I just think that Az will be will be better. Okay, well, we'll find out tonight. I'm looking for, I was, enjoyed it last week. We'll see yeah, what yeah. happens tonight. Um, they should take inspiration from Rangers' performance the other night. I guess for Dundee United, it's key they get back to the weekend, though, isn't it? That's really important against Hearts because that was that wobble. I mean, we saw that at Hibs last season. And I heard what you said earlier about Jack Ross, and I think I think Hibs regret the fact that they yeah. let him go. Yeah, I think but, so. But the form, it was so up Well, and you down, saw how so. difficult it was because yeah. they had such a good performance mm. against AZ last midweek what was that Thursday yeah. and then they're at home to Livy mm. you think they're going to win there's a big crowd turning out expecting them to to start the season well they only got a point down at Kamalak first game of the season but um, as I said earlier I think you'll learn a lot about United tonight if they if they can win this and then go to uh, Tynecastle at Hearts and mm. do well uh, great they are uh, they're on an upward trend but I think those two games are difficult on the bench, the goalkeeper Eriksson, then they've got McMahon, Graham, Niskanen, Clark, Middleton, the goal scorer, and Mikkelsen, Freeman, Fotheringham, Annam and McLeod. That's the match tonight. Right, back to Rangers the other evening. So many different options for the manager. He was speaking about uh, some of the players from the 3-0 win on Tuesday. A player who can play in many, many positions. Uh, he can play left, you know, wide and coming inside. But I think also today we knew that we had to create chances. And when you have Ryan... Uh, on the wing and you have Tom and me inside together with Malik you, you know you're going to create chances and um, in the second half we changed a little bit for more speed on the right with Robbie coming in and eventually uh, with Morales up front but this team can can play in so many ways and we can always change our tactics within the games and we still have a lot of quality on the bench so I'm really happy uh, for all of us that they'll be playing next week against PSV Craig where will we go do you want to look back and discuss the fact that Stephen Davis didn't start which many people thought he would or do you want to look forward to Saturday and say what's the lineup? what kind of shape is it going to be because he did surprise people didn't he by you know and in terms of look with, with Dave I mean because he, he was probably one of the better performers against Kilmarnock 2-0 and again it wasn't look um, 
Derek and Kilmarnock made it really, really hard for Rangers, but eventually they, they wore them down and, and got the deserved result. And Davo was good, uh, Steve Davis, but again, he's at an age where you just, I think everyone knows he's not going to be bouncing out game after game after game consecutively. Yep. Um, you know, Giovanni's touched on there in terms of the, the, the flexibility that he has, especially in the forward, midfield to forward areas, Paul. He's got a lot of options there. Um, I still think, you know, gelling and coming together is important. Um, wouldn't want to be changing the back four too much, although I would expect that Yilmaz would come in for, for Barisic. Was it the right decision with Barisic? Because you can't argue with the, the couple of the deliveries they gave towards Rangers getting the... <laughs> you're, not, you're not talking about the cross for the third goal, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Barisic is a... Look, he's a Croatian international. Mm-hmm. I would just like him uh, to... I think he's just probably lacking a little bit in confidence at the moment because he likes to turn back and out. Uh, whereas I'd like to see him go forward and when Kent's here and all that sort of... Stick the ball into him. Give yeah. it to him early, you know, and be positive. And then, you know what, if Kent gets turned, you can overlap or you can make a forward run. It's, but give it to him early. And I think it showed you how important Ryan Kent is to, to Rangers. It, you know, he might not do uh, good things all the time, yeah. but he attracts a couple of players and gives you a bit of space. And uh, I like the look of Tom Lawrence, seen a bit of him at Derby. Yeah. Always, I, I think he'll do really well at Rangers. I think he'll... I think he'll begin to to score goals, and it's a good game for for Rangers on Saturday home against St Johnston. I know that uh, St Johnston have given them problems there uh, before, uh, but um, you'd expect Rangers to have another win. If uh, I'm sure they'll make a few changes. No change right at the top. Rangers to win, Craig. You reckon Rangers and Johnson? Yeah, no. I think Rangers will yeah. be will, will be comfortable. Uh, just the the final part there. Obviously, Morelos. Yeah. I don't think will start again, but Cholak. Andy, you'll know how important it is for a, uh, an attacking player to come to a new club and start scoring goals. Yeah, and he's all inside the 18-yard box. And I, I said this at Livy in the first game of the yeah. season where, you know, he was running about for side to side, but he was getting absolutely no service. Yeah. And then that controversial yeah. one mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, he put it in the back of the net with a great cross. And the goals he scored recently, uh, all inside the... Uh, the 18-yard box. You were VAR that day, basically, weren't you? You were there. You were on. It was so difficult to say. I think we're yeah. we're all looking forward to VAR coming in, uh, Paul. And I just hope we don't get a VAR light. Yeah. You know, you you need you need cameras at the games, mm. and I know there's going to be a minimum of six. Are you going to catch everything with six cameras? I'm, I'm not sure. How many I mean, do they we, have in England at the at the top games? The, they have about 24, sometimes more. We have 13, 14. Mm-hmm. At the Which games is, in I Scotland. mean, 13, 14's we, good. Yeah. yeah, we pretty much, we've got everything covered yeah. uh, with that number. Um, we'll, we'll definitely get some teething problems and yeah. we'll get, yeah. you know, it's funny because I've done some of the games down south where you get uh, VAR and I, I find it interesting when you you know, you've got your cans on, Paul, mm-hmm. sitting uh, next to Crocs, as I was last week yeah. at Newcastle, Union. and you can hear uh, the video assistant oh, referee. You, you've got that in your ear? So we've got yeah. that in our ear. Well, if you want it, I okay. always like it. Uh-huh. But we don't have the referee's chat. Uh-huh. And so you you know what they're, what they're looking at. And I think that would be... That would be interesting for, for everyone to, to hear that. And of course, you've rugby, got, you do. Yeah, in yep. rugby, you do. And look at the stadiums that we have here. How many have got a big screen where you could get a yeah. message out to people that are watching immediately? Mm. Um, th- there's going to be... It's coming, it's coming. Yeah, there, yeah small steps, but we're, we're going to have teething problems and it's, we're going to have a lot of 
controversy. And you saw it in the first leg for Rangers, though. There was no need for VAR to get involved, was there? That's one of the worst I've ever seen. Isn't it? Yeah. And they booked him. They booked uh, him. I, I mean, apart, apart from, yeah. I think it was Goldson, was it? Apart from actually yeah. dis- disappearing. Mm. <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? It yeah. was yeah. impossible. Well, there you go. Can you imagine that? And a Celtic Rangers game this season. Can you apparently, no matter what, what way yeah. it's going. Yeah. But if, if you give, if you give someone a role, the people on VAR, then mm. there was nothing really happening. Maybe they feel they have to have an input. Do you know what I mean? Out of nothing. Yeah, I think it's in, it's an interesting point because sometimes uh, the video assistant is more senior than the guy in the middle of the pitch, mm. and he, you're almost telling the guy, right? No, no. Here's his decision. I want you to yeah. make. I mean, how often when they're called over to the to the, the TV at the yeah. side of the pitch mm. nine times out of ten it's o- uh, honestly Craig almost ten out of tens never mm. never change it yeah. you know where yeah. it's going and, um, tell you, anyway tell you what just on yeah. that video Sands was very very lucky yeah. in well, the game because I tell you what he, the, he, you know the, the referee coming out with the second yellow he got the second yellow the, so, which would have been a sending off AR assistant referee sorry, I, done I, a brilliant thing sorry so I didn't done, see the game I didn't done a brilliant thing but against VAR yeah. that would have been used yeah. Uh, yeah. here is GVB speaking about refereeing decisions the other night and last week we knew that last week it wasn't a penalty so that make it harder for us and today uh, just happy with the decisions of the ref of course it was in our favour but I think there was one moment second half with James Sands I was like you know this can be a very very important moment for the game it was good for us that 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 he didn't give the yellow card and, and the ball to us yeah it's very important to you know to keep, keep pushing for these moments we, we want to be in Champions League and, and, and the desire to be in the Champions League I saw that today with my players Derek has been on the socials there saying guys in Scotland it'll be a disaster <laughs> I think it's a wee bit <laughs> pessimistic Derek let's see how it goes we'll see what happens so Rangers you expect to win at the weekend because we're less than 48 hours away and the Saturday games Aberdeen Motherwell um, yeah home win yeah yep. home win yep yep Miofsky on the score sheet 2-0 Aberdeen there top you go. scorer isn't he three yeah, goals already yep. okay Livingston against Hibs Craig what do you reckon I'm going for a draw are you going for a draw? Yeah, a score draw? Or? I'm going to go, why not? 1-1. One, one. Right, OK. Hibs have been, your old club, lucky in some ways. But what a start for Martin Boyle. Yeah. Oh, it had to be him, didn't it? What yeah. a great moment for him. Great one to commentate on. I'm going to go Livy. Yeah? Why? I think that... I thought they were good against Rangers. Just the sheer weight mm. of pressure eventually told for Rangers in the end. Yeah. Uh, and they just missed out in the top six with yeah, you know the last seconds. Yeah. Motherwell beat them to it last season. I think they're decent. I think they're very well organised. They went up to Tanadice yeah, yeah. and got a a victory. And I think at home against Hibs, I think they can win that one as well. Okay. I'm going for a home one. Okay, St Mirren against Ross County, Andy. I think Ross County will win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you worried for Saints? Yeah, worried. They were. We went a one to twelve. Uh, you know, you you put your neck yeah. in the line. Sure. I had some men finishing mm-hmm. bottom. It's a horrible one to do, isn't it? The horrible 12, one to do, but it's... Looks as though you could be right, but let's hope fun, not. But, uh, but who yeah. do you want to go down? So, Ross County. No, 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 I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> my, my opinion doesn't count. You're the, you're the experts. Craig, what do you think? There's two Aussie boys at St Mirren, so I've got to, I've got to go with some... <laughs> look, St Mirren, to be fair, I watched them in the first game uh, against... Um, who was the first game against? Sorry, I just had a slip there against Motherwell. Oh, yep. And then, by oh. the way, they started really well. They started really well in the match. They unfortunately conceded a penalty, which was tough. Had had a lot of chances. Uh, mm. Which was tough. Liam I, I Kelly thought, was brilliant. They created a lot of chances. Mm. Liam Kelly was brilliant. 
I think if Samirin hit that level, um, they can they can get a home win against Ross County. Okay, I hope you're listening, whoever's on tomorrow night for the, the score predictor because we're getting some hints here from the experts. Hearts Dundee United, Andy, I think, and well, Hearts were really good against Hibs. Mm-hmm. Probably threw it away just with the you know lack of clinical finishing when they, they could have put that game to bed. But I think they'll take care of Dundee United and I think it's going to be hard for United doing this Thursday-Sunday thing. Home win for me. Craig? Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I'm also a fan of Hearts yeah. here at home to Dundee United. Scheduling, backing up so quickly. Uh, I think Hearts are pretty decent at home. Still with you then, Craig. Kilmarnock against Celtic? Uh, Celtic, Celtic, I think, will, will win that one quite comfortably. Andy, do we have to wait till half away. eleven to get your prediction? Or <laughs> a away yeah. win for me. Away Celtic win. Are, are pretty strong. You enjoy it down at uh, Rugby Park. It's great, to, apart from the surface, but we don't yeah. have enough time. It's I good, mean, it should be grass. Shouldn't good it? to see Kamala yeah. back. I think they've also invested in a, a good manager. Derek's been round uh, the course before. I think it's so early. You know, having coming up as champions uh, from the league below. They need a bit of time to put together a team that can be competitive and hope to be in the top half of the table. But I think they're they're nowhere near as bad as Dundee were last year. I think they'll be okay. I don't think they'll be I don't think they'll be anywhere near the, the bottom two teams. Craig, good debut for Andy. Yeah. A season pro, come on. <laughs> Andy, great to have you on the show with lots of reaction. Will you come back? I thought this was my one and only. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Be back Cheers. soon. Coming up after the news, it's Joe Day. We're back tomorrow night with Barry and Mark at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go, go. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.